Hello, and welcome to Healing Trauma Mamas. I'm your host, Madon Wingo. Thank you for joining us as we share in our stories and experiences of healing from childhood traumas and birth traumas. Listen as we discuss our struggles, our failures, our strengths, and our victories, and all those lessons we've learned along the way. Today's guest is Anj Mosier from Wyoming. Anj, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Anj. Um, I am Alyssa's, what, second cousin? Um, and I'm in Evanston, Wyoming. I have three kiddos and three dogs. Oh, that's hi. great. Well, just to let the listeners know, I actually have a special privilege of getting to have Alyssa on the podcast with us today too. Um, and it's kind of interesting because, um, Alyssa, I'll let you kind of share like how you and Anj ended up in our Facebook group together and why you're on the podcast together today. Sure thing. Um, Anj is my second cousin, um, my mom's side. Um, she was one of my first invites into this Facebook group. Uh, she has shared her story, um, through Facebook without having any names and whatnot. And she kind of sent me on my own personal journey of learning more about our, uh, parent generational trauma. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you and I spoke so about it. That. <laughs> I think we spoke about it just a little bit, um, in your interview, the first yeah, podcast that we were. Yes, that we were able to do just that how um, when we started the group, we didn't realize that so many different um, distant and and closer relatives of yours were going to end up joining the group. And then you guys were able to kind of discover some uh, just different things that had happened that you had, um, you know, uh, my words aren't going well tonight, um, but uh, different instances of uh, experiences that you had that were similar that you wouldn't have known about had you guys had not joined the group. Yeah, I think that that pretty well says it. Um, Anj, did you want to kind of, I don't know, <laughs> go go more into that? Sure. Would you mind telling us just kind of a little bit of your story, Anj, and, and how you ended up um, joining our Healing Trauma Mamas group? Um, we all, I think it was Alyssa reached out to me because she had heard some family talking about um, some of the things that I had said had happened to me. And she was like, I need answers because I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I'm really trying to heal myself now that I'm a mom. And so I just shared with her um, some things that I don't, I don't know that she knew and, and people, I think people had thought I was lying about. Um, and so when I started sharing that kind of stuff with her, she was like, oh my goodness, that all makes sense. Um, I think I told her that her, her grandpa, her biological grandpa, um, started molesting me from when I was about two until I was about six. And then he trained his son, um, to carry that on. And I think he started when I was about 10 and then he started stalking me. Oh, pretty much my whole entire life. Um, there was one time when I was about 12 that he chased me through a field. I, I don't even know where he came from. And he knocked me 
down and he knocked the wind out of me and he bashed my head against the ground. And uh, then he took a switchblade out of his pocket and he sliced the ring finger of my left hand um, up and down. Um, and he said that we were blood married and then he sliced his own hand um, and then he tried, proceeded to try to rape me. And I had some friends that happened to be just like shooting BB guns out in the same field and they actually rescued me from actually being raped. But um, so that would be Alyssa's uncle. Yes. Um, So, so, and then, yeah. Yeah. So through the group, I think that you guys realized that there was kind of a web of generational trauma happening um, that because trauma is so difficult for us to talk about. And like you said, you had trouble knowing if people even believed the things that you had said, that it's difficult for us to find out who all has been affected by it because speaking up is for one hard and for two difficult to even talk to the people who might have been experiencing the same things. How did that come about for you even getting to talk about it? Do you want to kind of go into, did you try to speak up as you were younger and then becoming a woman? Um, so I wasn't really, I hate to say this, Alyssa, but um, Alyssa's grandma um, actually tried really hard to keep me quiet about it. Um, and she was the main reason every, she kept telling me that nobody would ever believe me. And I was just a child and kids lie. And she was the adult. Um, so nobody would ever believe me. So I, I think when I was young, I thought if I'm always honest, then someday somebody will hear me. Um, and then they, they, they did finally start believing me because Alyssa's other uncle, so the, the one that was traumatizing me, um, his brother um, was molesting his daughter and stepdaughter. And um, we ended up getting protective custody, um, my mom and I and, and my family, because we had found it out. Um, one of the girls had come over. We, we babysat the girls when he was at work. And one of the girls came over and she had his semen on her underwear. Oh. Um, and I, I ended up when they, when their secret finally came out to me, I, they shared my room with me when they would stay the night. Um, Cause he worked overnight. And so um, I ended up waking up to Alicia screaming in the middle of the night when she finally told us um, because when she turned 10, he had actually ended up raping her. Um, and that was the first time it was after her 10th birthday on a trip to Idaho, she said. Um, so we were going through this whole big thing, trying to get these girls safe. And um, my aunt ended up getting custody of those girls again, um, protective custody. She ended up taking them, I think, to Texas. And then my cousin moved to Idaho with his family, uh, Alyssa's family and, and her sister or my cousin's sister and uh, Marilyn, my aunt, she ended up giving the girls back to the dad after he left this state. Um, so the youngest one ended up getting molested for several more years, I believe. Um, and I kept calling. I <laughs> I called and I called and I called. I tried everything to make sure those girls were safe. And I ended up, I think I ended up getting one of my cousin's husbands in trouble because he was into drugs. And then 
I don't even know what I, what I ended oh, up doing goodness. trying to protect the ones that I knew about, but <laughs> I did. I called wow. so many times trying to get them to go do well child checks on those little girls because that was all I could do. <laughs> but here in Evanston, when we were going through it and we had the custody of the girls, yeah, there was a lawyer's luncheon barbecue thing at the park that I had found out about. And I, I wouldn't crash this lawyer's park thing because I was trying to protect the little girls that we had. And so, but wow. anyway, because I was trying to fight girls, um, I ended up being able to finally start sharing my story too, because the reason I knew they, they were guilty was of course, because I'd survived it from that family. What an amazing, strong woman you are. I can't even imagine all the different things that you had to kind of squish down, you know, when you're trying to speak up, like, because you weren't just speaking up for yourself, you were speaking up for those little girls and, uh, how brave of you, honestly. I mean, I I don't even know what to say, but just thank you for speaking up. Mm -hmm. Um, do you know what, um, has happened to them since then? Uh, I do you. (laughs) Um, do you, I, yeah, I, they don't, yeah. <laughs> well, let me talk. To them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You're talking about Rebecca and Alicia. I know, I know very little about Alicia other than I think she had a kid at 16 and, um, that's as far, that's, that's the last thing I remember hearing about her is that she, mm-hmm. she was raising, I think a little boy. Um, and then Rebecca, she, she was tossed around her entire childhood. She wound up, she, she's lived with my grandma who you're speaking about for a while. And then she went back to her mom um, and they, her mom took her, I think it was to Kentucky, um, but kept sending her back and forth between my grandma, Marilyn and her. And then finally it turned into my aunt Julie took in Rebecca. Um, And then Rebecca, as soon as she turned 18, she ran away and got married. She was living in Nebraska with my aunt and uh, my aunt kept sending her to a group home because she would run away. And um, I, I've tried so hard to reach out to her and I wish, honestly, I wish I had tried harder to reach out to her. Um, But she basically had been called a liar her whole life. That's what I grew up remembering is that my grandma would call her a liar and tell us what a big liar she was all the time and mm-hmm. I think that really, she doesn't trust anybody and so she she ran away from my aunt Julie probably for good reason because yeah. honestly like I I always thought aunt Julie was a great person but I think she really sank into the liar guilt trip as well um so yeah as soon as she could Rebecca flew <laughs> so I really 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 yeah. hope that she's out there living a better life than she did. Me too. I don't know if she'll ever happen to come across our Facebook group or this podcast, but you know, if she happens to be out there at some point, there is help. Um, there is healing. Um, you can move forward. And I'm just really pray that she would be able to find that. Um, Anj, how have things been from you since, or for you, I should say, since that you found out that there was kind of a more things going on than either you or Alyssa knew about and, and the healing that's kind of taken place in this past 
what would I say? Like year, year and a half. Yeah. Um, well, I, let me, let me tell you, um, cause I didn't know, Alyssa didn't know anything about Alicia. So let me first circle back to that one and say, sure. I am friends with Alicia on Facebook. Awesome. And so this, the same kind of, a, a healing kind of, a. a conversation Alyssa and I had Alicia and I had she she has told me a few times now that um she respects me so much and that she loves me so much for trying to stick yeah. up for her so I do get Good. to see I'm, little, little I'm so glad you like get to see that sometimes. and get to have that yeah. relationship still as far as the healing goes I've been on a healing journey for years um mm -hmm. and you know I, I kind of have that stereotypical and I don't want to say it's stereotypical, but it really is because of the trauma that we have. I've had, you know, a, a series of really rough relationships, like mm -hmm. romantically, at, at least, mm -hmm. um, which I mean, you have to, it, it's almost like each one is teaching me how not to love or how to love what I, what I really am looking for. Um, my, my last one, um, my ex-fiance was cheating on me with his ex-wife and the woman he ended up marrying four months after I got out. Um, and he had gotten arrested for um, battery against me, um, which of course I got out really fast because I recognized it um, pretty easily because of the things that I survived. Um, so I've been single for a while, um, but I really love that I'm, I'm healing along the way. Mm. I, um, just started, and this, this might seem strange to you, but I just got, um, a ring around my midsection. I, I got, um, three tattoos, um, to kind of signify some sexual healing. Um, one was on my like right hip, one was on my left hip, and then one was around my back. And the one around my back says, show me the way that you rise above. Um, and one was for me for my own healing. One was for my future partner. And then one was for everybody that I've helped survive or that I will end up helping survive because, um, after all of my trauma and everything, um, the past few years I've gotten raped, um, twice, just, just being single, um, newly single after a divorce. And, um, you know, you just, <laughs> it's hard. Um, so, I don't know, but, um, I have worked in sexual assault and family violence, um, as part of my healing process. I used to work at a newspaper, um, and in the newspaper I would put, um, I would write my own columns and I would share bits of my story in my columns. And it was amazing how many people reached out to me, um, wow. using that medium. Um, so now my, one of my friends, um, I ended up modeling, um, as part of overcoming some of my stuff, um, because you don't, you don't feel beautiful. Yeah. That's after great. Wow. You feel dirty. Right. Yeah. And so, and you know, uh, my mom has some pretty severe, um, body image issues that I did not want to pass on to my children. Um, and so I thought modeling, um, and it was, yeah, I, I started modeling and my photographer is a Reiki. I don't know if you know anything about that, but no, I he, don't. Um, um, it's, it's energy healing. So like the, the energy that you take on this negative energy that you're, you're holding on to because of, of the, the trauma or whatever, um, it helps you release that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's wonderful. It helps me a lot anyway. Um, 
but he, he ended up, he uses photography and modeling as kind of a way to rebuild women, honestly. Um, he's seen all of, the, he was an officer um, for 20 years. And so he saw the worst ugly. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's changing it through photography and it's beautiful. Oh, but he's wonderful. not only changing it, photography in Reiki, he's also um, changing it through, um, he helped me start a magazine um, and we share women's stories once a week and then we publish it um, every two months. Oh, that's um, wonderful. And it's, it's, all about, it's all about women healing. Um, and uh, so we share Andra, their stories. I would love to be able to, to share that um, with the listeners. Um, so I'll make sure we get oh, the link sure, from absolutely. you to add it to the show notes and, and uh, allow our listeners to be able to join in on that. Cause what a wonderful way to help women be able to gain self-worth confidence and you know on their journey to healing I just think that's just that's amazing I'm so glad that you're part of that thank you me too how do you think that like your healing process um because you know that's a big I think it's so important for us to be able to share our story um because you know that shares you know into our past and then you know, where are we at right now? What healing has currently happened? And then what are we looking to in the future? You know, what, what's your goals right now? Or, or what are you working on to gain? And so for me, like for you, for the magazine, I think that's like, what a great way to, you know, um, be able to release some of that stored trauma into a beautiful way and be able to leave something lasting for the future. Um, what are some other ways that you think, like you said, you have three children? I do. Yeah. I have a daughter who will be 17 next week and a son who will be 12 on Sunday. And I also have a 15 year old son wow. and they are my pride and joy. Oh, um, that's wonderful. Yes, they're, they are some of the most amazing kids. And I think that they've seen how much I strive to overcome for them mm -hmm. in healing that generational trauma. Like my daughter has her first boyfriend and she'll come home and she'll tell me stuff about his life. And she'll be like, but this is what I'm doing to try to help him heal that. Oh, <laughs> I love that. And I, yeah, right. Like it makes me want to cry while we're talking about it because that's what I want them to take away. <laughs> is beautiful. I'm actually, I, I'm getting, I, I, like I said, I did this ring of tattoos and then I did one about, um, transformation. I did a butterfly on my shoulder and we realized that I, I've had four miscarriages and mm. on my shoulder there in my shoulder tattoo, it just worked out that there were four cherry blossoms oh. and I didn't even realize what they, they signified until we were getting the tattoos. And I'm like, those are my babies that I lost. And so that was just, like so beautiful and so um now I'm kind of on this thing where I'm gonna get um the the fem the feminine side of your body is your left side is what I understand and so um on my left shoulder I'm gonna get uh a son um because I feel like the women in our family has lost their voices and um it so the sun would represent fire Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of gives you your fire back. And so I'm hoping that the tattoo will help me signify how much I'm trying to do in helping the women in my family overcome their family trauma, not just for me, but for our generation. Right. Mm -hmm. exactly. And then on, 
on my um, right ankle, my strong side ankle, um, I'm going to get an anchor um, Mm -hmm. and some weight. And that's going to be for the male side of my family, um, which I think is, is going to, even, even if it doesn't do anything with the energy work that I'm trying to do, it makes me feel amazing. And it reminds me we're trying to do. So even, even if it has no, no other cause than that, goodness, getting this butterfly on my shoulder helps me so much. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I love hearing beautiful. that. I recently, um, I had a, I got I, a new, new tattoo also, and I kept being drawn to one and I kept like I, telling my husband, I don't know why exactly I want that, but I do. And I can't figure it out yet. And then right before, um, the tattoo artist was about to put it on, I said, Oh, that's my kids. Now I know why I wanted those flowers. Those are each my kids, but I need you to add one more to the top. There's not enough. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I love it. Yeah. So I had that same kind of experience. So where I was just like, Oh, now I know why. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I completely, you know, I think that's awesome that you did that and continuing to do that as your journey, you know, just keeps going forward. And I honestly just want to say like how much strength that you have shown. Wow. I just, I can't even imagine, um, all the things that you have been through and yet you're just trying to fight to help others, to be able to tell their story. And then at the same time, creating like a new, you know, a new generation that has, that doesn't have those traumas that is able to heal. Cause if you're healing from it, then your children aren't going to have those same things happening. And then they're going to be able to start from such a better place than you have started as an adult. That is, that is my absolute dream. Absolutely. How do you think that, um, your parenting has been affected by your generational trauma, especially for your boys? Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Can you, can you rephrase the question? Absolutely. I think, um, in my head, like for me, particularly like for my girls, I have really like worked hard on talking to them a lot about what is and isn't acceptable and how a man is supposed to act. Right. And, um, you know, different things about that and and the people that are allowed in your life that you allow to, to pour into you or to take from you and how that's kind of changed me as a parent because of those things that I've dealt with. I'm not sure on if you've heard much of my story. Um, but, um, I grew up in, grew up in a cult and, um, I was sexually assaulted by a group of teenage boys when I was seven. Okay. And, um, and I was, uh, told that's not what happened to me my whole life. And, um, I, um, had, different than you and Alyssa, I actually had a lot of where my memory, my brain tried to block a lot of it so that, Oh I, no, I did too. You did too. Okay. I, I, yeah. I was, I, I was I wondering. Too. Um, I think that's interesting. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I just think it's interesting that our, our, our bodies tried to protect us. And, um, I actually wanted to bring up, I don't know if either one of you have read the book. Um, the body keeps the score. No, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I uh, 
I'm hoping to, um, I'm actually going to have a counselor on soon and we're going to be discussing that on the podcast, but it's amazing after I read this book, how much I learned that like literally like the cells of our body, like our body holds on to all those things that have happened to us throughout our life and they have to come out somehow. And, um, I think that's interesting that, um, you did have some of that also, cause that's, that's affected me a lot. And as I've remembered more things and I have bits and pieces of stuff, and then I have big pieces of other things, how that's then changed my parenting. So I was real curious since you have teenagers also, like I do, like, how has, do you feel like that has changed your parenting? Um, you know, I, my ex-husband has been my best friend since I was about 14. Aww. Um, so he was there, he was there with me through a lot of it. Um, he has a heart condition and he wanted to make sure honestly that the kids and I were taken care of and that we were safe. Um, so that's kind of part of the reason for the divorce. He, um, wanted me to move on. He wanted to know who I was going to marry, um, after him so that he would know the kids and I were safe because of my trauma, um, because he didn't, he didn't want to. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to pass knowing that we weren't safe. Um, so he, he's an amazing man and he is such a great example for our kids. And because he, he kind of came along before some of that trauma, mm-hmm. um, I did trust him. Um, and so he helped me with some of those really big trust issues that I might've had, um, had I not known him then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he is, he is honestly a great partner in that. Um, so I kind of leave the rearing of our boys in that respect to him. I think I, I think I kind of back off of it because I don't want my past, my trauma to affect who they'll be. Yeah. Uh, That's so great that you have such a wonderful example for them. I, it really is. He, I mean, he still will come over and fix something if I need it. And we've been divorced for like six years. Aww. So, um, that, and that's the example that I want my kids to have though. Absolutely. I mean, there was somebody who were at subway, my kids and they were getting dinner at subway. And, um, the, there was somebody who was carrying, who worked there that was carrying some, some heavy stuff out the door. And so my, my youngest son, he just ran open and ran over, ran over and opened the door for these people that were just carrying stuff and he held the door open for them. And everyone else was like, my kid would never have even noticed, let alone rushed open. And, um, so I, I don't, I, I try really hard not to let the trauma uh, affect them, but I do, I mean, I do tell them, you know, this is, this is how you should treat someone. This is not how you should treat somebody. And like, even when we're in public, if a guy's yelling at a woman, oh my goodness, my, my middle son, he will just be like, Hey, you don't talk to her. I love it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's great. So I, I don't even, I mean, I think it's just, they watch how you treat people. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you treat people well, regardless of the circumstances, like, um, then, then they will too. But I think, I think they are wise too, in that they'll watch closely. Um, my, my daughter reads the signs from her boyfriend. She'll come and talk to me. That's a red flag, mom. But I think <laughs> we can do this to help 
Um, and she was like, and I'll break up with him if it doesn't change. Like if he tries to pressure me too fast, I, like her, her first little boyfriend, he tried to get her to kiss him. And, um, she was like, I don't know, 13. And she's like, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm like breaking up. With you. <laughs> Good for her. I know. So, great. Um, Sounds like you're doing such a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love it. That's, 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 that's a way that you're like, I don't know, giving to the next generation, um, to really no. just start completely, you know, from a different place. So that's yeah. wonderful. And then that's going to affect your grandkids. Oh, I hope so. And like yeah. I said, I, I think those t- tattoos to signify that generational healing, my daughter really, really, really wants to get this on with me. Um, oh. So I think that I'll kind of, that, that'll pass that down too. that. Remember you should have fire. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I might have to get a son too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. That would be so sweet. Yeah. Right. I, I Cause also, we're yelling each other, babe. Yes. <laughs> well, and just before I had moved to Texas, I got a butterfly and I got the Monarch because well, the Monarch travels down South and for one, but that was, my big thing with it too is that it signifies change and growth and oh, I love it. yes I'm all about the butterfly I, didn't even had the oh, butterfly yeah, I do I have oh. one on my calf I also have a caterpillar that's attached to a chain right under it and that's that's kind of my darker thought on it is that you know I've had kind of a a changed childhood but now I'm free <laughs> right that's exactly where I took like when you were saying it I was like my chains are gone there you go there you go (laughs) yep oh that's beautiful well Anj if there's one thing that you would like to tell the listeners you know kind of on your healing journey and I know I'm sure like like trauma does it continues it's it's we're not just one day hey I'm healed yay we're done (laughs) it's not quite how it goes (laughs) it's a it's a process I know is it is there anything that you'd love to share with the listeners um really it's just to use your voice um and keep your eyes open because um and and really recognize those cycles and work for that change because um if you know what's coming, don't let it happen again. (laughs) If if you've had a bad relationship, see the difference in the next one or don't be in it. Like leave faster, (laughs) you know, and let, let that healing continue for sure. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with everyone. I know that can be difficult, but, um, you are so brave and I uh, look forward to getting to see the, the the photography that you've been talking about, and and just the wonderful steps that you've taken to to help so many other people. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. May you be encouraged and strengthened by what you've heard today. Remember, you are dearly loved by your Creator, so be who He created you to be. May you go in peace, friends. Till next time, Shalom.